Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy podcast. This week, the twins will be talking about haunted bed and breakfasts. Jackie is going to start by telling Melissa about the infamous Lizzie Borden house, which is now operating as a bed and breakfast, as well as a museum. Please be aware that this episode will discuss a graphic crime scene and potentially disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Ooh, that's creepy. We are here today to tell you guys another story, and this time we are getting paranormal since we wanted to give you guys some spookiness for the summer. I'm so excited to do something paranormal. It's been a minute, and especially in the summer because. The summer just makes me think of, like, Haunted Cabin, Friday the 13th. Being outside. Summer camp from hell. (laughs) That kind of thing, you know? And, yeah, I just feel like, obviously, more crimes happen when you're outside. Well, the more possibility of it. And there's just, like, way more scary movies that are set outside. So Yeah. Everything is way more horrifying when you're outside. But a hot young teenager. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I know. Why is it always teenagers? Like... Because they don't have to work, and they're out just running amok in the summer, sure. getting into mischief. They can rage. These next two episodes, we're going to be talking about haunted bed and breakfasts. Have you guys ever been to one? Let us know. I have not, but our parents used to go to one that was apparently haunted. They never experienced anything, but definitely let us know if you guys have ever actually gone to a haunted bed and breakfast and had anything creepy happen. Yeah, I don't know how I would feel about sleeping there because I feel like I'm already not good at sleeping other places. So haunted bed and breakfast. Don't know how I would do, but let us know. (laughs) And I'm going to be talking about the Lizzie Borden (gasps) bed and breakfast that is in Massachusetts. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Are they still, are they still open? Do you know? Yes. Oh my God. We have to go there sometime. They're still open, but I would definitely, from what I've read, recommend staying in Mr. Borden's room, because not only does it seem the nicest, but it's, like, where, as bad as it is, one of the people got murdered, so it's, like, the room that everyone wants to stay in, but I hear that, obviously, it books up super, super far in advance, so... When you really think about it, that is actually is so, so messed up. up. It is so messed up that people just are like, put me literally next to the body. And there's also pictures, crime scene photos all over the room. In the room. Like, there's literally, and like where the crimes happen, there's a picture right next to it. So it's like, here, don't forget in case you forgot where you were staying. Do not forget. Wow. I mean, I kind of love the hotel for that. They're being transparent. (laughs) They're like, you're getting what you paid for. Yeah. And I mean, keep in mind, it's literally just a house. So also you get what you pay for. Like you're just renting a room in a home. Remember that. But remember, it's going to, it's going to be pricey because the experience, the whole thing. But we'll talk about that um, in a bit. I 
First, I just want to talk about Lizzie Borden and her whole deal. If you don't know, Lizzie Borden is like an infamous person in American history because she was tried and acquitted, actually, of killing her... People just say her parents, but it was actually her father and her stepmom, so... But I also feel like a lot of people don't know that she was tried and acquitted for it. Yeah, everyone just always assumes that she did it. I mean, who's to say? But it is crazy when you think about it. She goes down in history for that, and she never even was committed. Yeah. So she was born in 1860. She was born in Massachusetts. Uh, She had an older sister whose name was Emma. Their mom did pass away from... She was ill. I'm not exactly sure of what, but she was ill. So she passed away, and three years after her death, Andrew Borden, Lizzie's father, obviously, married a woman named Abby, who is the stepmom in the story. People do say that Lizzie, not that Lizzie and like didn't like her stepmom, but I just don't think they were like on good terms. Like she wasn't calling her mom, so she called her Mrs. Borden. So how old was she when she m- met Abby and started having a stepmother? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure. But I do believe it was when Lizzie was young, because when Lizzie's mom was dying, she told her sister Emma to take care of Lizzie, so I think it was when they were pretty young. Oh, okay. So, she had been, Abby had been the stepmom for some time. It wasn't just, had just married Andrew Borden and then got killed. Right. She'd been in the family for some time. And at the time of the murders, Lizzie was 32 years old. She still lived at home. She was very much involved with the church, and people just kind of knew her as that. She did Sunday school and that sort of stuff, so she was just known as kind of like a church-type woman. Nothing too important or anything. But people did say in 1892, the year of the murders, that tension grew in the Borden house. A lot of it had to do, I think, with money because Mr. Borden was, he would basically be a millionaire in today's times. He had a lot of money. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. But, well, he lived really frugally, so he saved a lot of money. He had a lot of investments in, like, properties and mills and stuff around the area, but he did not live like he had a lot of wealth. He was pretty humble about it, and so he had a lot of money that was going to be in his estate, and he was getting older, so I think tensions were flaring about what he was going to do with the money, if it was going to, how it was going to be divided between the sisters, how it would be given to Abby, you know how that stuff is. Right. It apparently got so bad that both of the sisters in the months before the murders left the home for a couple of weeks and just went on little extended vacations. Ooh. So, yeah, tensions were flaring. Yeah, they're pissed. That's for sure. Oh, look at that little Yorkie. Look at it just trot. Oh. Tiny. 
It's literally trotting. Toing. Another thing that people just, like, say is that a couple of days before the murders, the whole household was actually very ill. Like, vomiting ill. So... Poison. People say they... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Obviously, people, that that's what, like, they think. But other people are to say that they ate bad meat that was sitting out. So, like, it was... 1892. I'm sure that that was a possibility that they were just eating bad meat. Yeah, I'm sure that could definitely play into it also, but it could also be poison. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. So August 4th, 1892, the day of the murders in the home, it's Lizzie and the family's maid named Bridget Sullivan. Lizzie's sister was on a little trip, so she wasn't there. And that morning, the maid, Bridget, was, like, doing chores around the house, doing her whole thing, and she came in, I think, around, like, 10.30 to make her room and whatever. Mr. Borden got home around 10.30, and the maid, Bridget, let him in. Everything was normal. He went down to take a nap, and a little bit later, a little bit after 11... The maid heard Lizzie yelling that somebody killed her father. Oh. And just like that. So and the maid was there the whole time? So the maid went to lay down after Mr. Borden got home and he went to take a nap. Like, she kind of basically went to do the same thing. But after the investigators and people arrived, they said that Abby, the stepmom, had been killed before him and they thought that she had been killed before he even got home and at that point the maid was outside cleaning and like doing yard work and you know cleaning the windows I believe was what she was doing specifically so at that point people said that Lizzie was the only one in the home and they didn't see people coming or going so they basically just believed that it was Lizzie Wow. But there was other suspicious stuff. I mean, they said that one thing was that Lizzie sent the maid to go get a doctor who was down the street, even though a doctor lived right next door. But then other people said that it had to do more with immigrants were moving into the area, and Lizzie didn't really like that. And the doctor next door was an Irish immigrant, so they thought that that's why she didn't go to that doctor and sent for, like, an American doctor. Wow, the racism is strong that you'll let It already someone, is. <laughs> you will literally let someone die so you can have the doctor of your choosing. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure to her, she just assumed that was the better doctor, you know? So she was just like, uh -huh. But regardless, things were pretty suspicious with her. Like, everything she's doing is sus. So she, long story short, and obviously if you guys want to know more, there is a lot about this. Like, there's a lot of documentation about... Her going to trial, the investigation, how, you know, racism did play a part in this. A whole lot. But I'm giving you the summary. It's crazy whether she did it or not. The balls that you have to fully commit murder while the maid is just outside and knowing that the dad is going to come home at any minute. If whoever it was, the fact that they believe that Abby was killed first, like, you have nerve to do that while the maid is just outside doing her chores. Yeah, and I will say, I think that is really, really suspect, and I do think that's probably 
why Lizzie got arrested and probably why a lot of people think she did it because it's one of those things like who else would have done it. But then the reason she basically got acquitted because oh, what in this bag. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> Remember that video and ridiculousness of that woman who fatty. yells at the You fatty, you fat ass. <laughs> Good for her. That video is so funny. <laughs> fatty. I love how that's all she could off. think of. <laughs> to call them fat. Mm-hmm. But the reason Lindsay basically got acquitted was because her defense put up a good argument that they, police never identified a murder weapon or located a murder weapon, and the clothes that they took from Lizzie didn't have any blood on them except for, like, one really small drop on, like, I think the hemline, you know? Yeah. So there was no real evidence. It was only circumstantial. And speculation, I guess. Yeah, and even today, I feel like that would have been a close call. But, yeah, she was acquitted, and she still... She lived in the same town the rest of her life. Oh, wow. Good for her, the nerve on her to not move, but... I mean, yeah, if she was acquitted, it's kind of like... There's no chance the maid could have done it? That's what I always think. I feel like it's her word against Lizzie's when you really think about it. Yeah, I guess just what would she gain from it when Lizzie would get probably a yeah. huge amount of money. That's a really good point. But if it wasn't Lizzie, what did anyone gain from it? Yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe the dad was sleeping with the maid. I shouldn't say that. There's literally Girl. no proof. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my thoughts out loud. <laughs> so... The house still stands, obviously. It is now a bed and breakfast. You can stay there overnight, or you can just get a tour of the house. The tour is an hour and a half long, and from the reviews I read, the tour guides are really cool. People said they're really fun, and people said even if, like, nothing haunted happens, you'll have a good time, so good reviews. The house, I will say, I was surprised. It's on a really busy street. It's not... Like, I don't know. I thought it might be on a residential street since it's a house, but it was on a pretty busy street. But you can't miss it because it's like a dark gothic green color, and it's a very beautiful house, so you'll just know if you would see it. And there are multiple rooms, but obviously the special room is Mr. Borden's room, which is I read the only room that also comes with its own bathroom. So, all the other bathrooms are shared. Was Abby killed in that room also? Well, actually, I'm sorry. I should have clarified this. That was Mr. Borden's room. That was where Abby was killed. But he was actually killed, I'm almost positive, in the parlor on the sofa. There's, like, an infamous picture of him on the sofa with, like, his head literally almost hacked off. And, yeah... (laughs) It's like he was on the sofa and <laughs> well they and they had to take that sofa out, but they like a lot of the furniture, the original furniture they had to take out of the home, obviously, but they 
the homeowners replaced everything with replicas and tried to get it exactly as they could. So. I'm shocked that they didn't, like, cover the whole thing in blood and put <laughs> crime scene photos next to it, too. I know. But th- there's also artifacts that stuff in jars, some skulls and stuff like that around the, the house. The itself. <laughs> That they never found. <laughs> well, supposedly it's in the hotel. And that is one thing, too. They don't even know if it was specifically a hatchet. They just... That's, like, what it looked like. They never found out what it actually was, so... So scary. hmm But I also read that I think recently they made rooms in the basement. <gasps> okay, and no... I'm being full transparency. The reviews I read... I read one. It was so bad. Like, it was it was really bad. Tell me off the record. I'll tell you off the record because I don't want to slander this place because I think it still sounds amazing. But the person also said they went a week after they opened the oh. basement room. So, but I won't say that. They just someone else. Someone else said that. <laughs> <laughs> don't come for me, Lizzie Borden Man and Breakfast, because I want to go there. Her spirit's coming for you already, girl. She can hear me. Um, there are also, keep in mind, if you do go, there are not radios or TVs. Like, obviously, it's an old house supposed to be made like an old house, so just keep that in mind. I also read that the walls are very thin, so you can hear everything. No sexin', couple. No sexin'. <laughs> I mean, if you're sexin' in the Lizzie Borden house, like, I'm sorry. There are... <laughs> no tea no shade there are true crime freaks out there so like as i i wouldn't it wouldn't even like the south park episode when like the true crime porn yeah or the season of american horror story where noah cyrus and her boyfriend books the place so they can just have sex all over it you're right just kidding so, I mean, okay, but like if you're if that's your thing, uh, obviously no judgment, but don't do it here because you need to book the whole house if you're going to do that. Yeah, because apparently you can hear everything. And I do think that you can bring like kids here. Not kids, but like teenagers. I was going to say, you should not be bringing children here. Not actual children, but people who shouldn't be exposed to that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there are also vintage Ouija boards on display in the parlor, too. <gasps> The tour guides strongly recommend not using it. Someone actually wrote a story that on their tour, the tour guide told them, obviously don't use the Ouija boards, but that somebody had taken one of the Ouija boards with them, like had stolen it, and they actually sent it back to the bed and breakfast (gasps) two weeks later and just said, like, stuff keeps happening or something like that. Like some eerie message. Oh my god. Yeah, so there are vintage Ouija boards, but I would, they say don't touch them, don't do anything like that. Ugh, I'm just imagining someone sneaking down in the night and Ouijaing. That'd be such a good scary movie. Yeah. And this place is one of those places where I feel like it just, everyone says, oh, it's haunted, it's haunted. But surprisingly, when I looked it up, I couldn't find a whole lot of concrete stories. Like, really? You know, yeah, like, I just couldn't find a whole lot of that but there are um some paranormal investigations and stuff on youtube so i'll just say a couple things that happened <gasps> one person wrote a review and said that they stayed in mr borden's room and that when nothing happened to them but 
At one point, they heard a beeping, which they thought was coming from inside the wall, and they were, like, all freaked out, so they went to investigate. And when they walked outside of their room right nearby in the hallway, there were girls who were staying in the room next door, and they were using a ghost detector app on their iPhone. But it had been going off right in front of Mr. Borden's room. And so, yeah, and, like, when they went back to their room, it stopped. So they did, she, the person writing that little article thought that that was very weird. Oh my God. And then it really like started beeping louder and faster when the girls went over to the spot where Abby had been murdered. Ew. Oh, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Creepy. The new owner of the home also said in a recent, you know, like in an interview that he gave that he obviously has experienced uh, creepy things like just a lot of loud noises and footsteps and feeling a cold touch. He said that he's heard a man's voice that just comes from random parts of the house and he has heard footsteps walking above him and footsteps going up the stairs. Oh God. That's so horrifying. Yeah. Amy Bruni, who's the host of Kindred Spirits, she wrote a book just on like paranormal investigations and stuff. And she wrote a little comment about the Lizzie Borden house, which I thought was interesting that she said that it's a really great spot for people to go who are learning to ghost investigate because there's always like something that happens there. She said that there's just a lot of activity and energy that happen in the house. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and she thinks that it maybe not even might be, like, so much specifically the ghosts of the family, but just so much energy throughout the years being associated with that house. It's just, like, very energetically charged. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah, so it seems, you know, like it's going to be just... Even if you don't see a ghost or something like that, you'll probably hear something if you stay up overnight or something like that. Yeah. You'll catch a vibe, for sure. Another person said that they stayed overnight, and they also stayed in Mr. Borden's room, and when they went on the tour, the manager told them that they had seen, like, spectral cats in self-rocking rocking chairs. That's, like, what the ghost tour had told them on their tour, And he also, the tour guide also said that it had been heard that Mr. Borden strangled ill-mannered guests. What? Yeah. And he also said that there are no refunds for early departures. (laughs) (laughs) So if you do go and you want to leave early, you're not getting any, any quiche back. The spectral cats doesn't sound so bad. I know, right? I would like that. Uh, this person who was writing the article said that when they slept in the room, they didn't have any paranormal activity happen to them, but they, since the walls are so thin, they did hear the couple, uh, next door arguing in the night. (laughs) Then she said the next day when she got up there, her and the other guests were just chit-chatting, you know, and seeing if anything happened to anybody. And one woman looked, like, really tired and, like, she hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. And she said that she'd been repeatedly woken up by what sounded like knuckles cracking underneath the wardrobe. And she, her husband didn't want to investigate it and they argued, which is what the writer of the little post heard. 
Ew, that actually really freaks me out because you're just picturing them someone lying under the... Ugh, ew. Yeah, and the writer of the article said that, I think it was a woman, jogged to her car and that when she was about to get there, she felt something between her legs and when she turned around, she saw a streak of black fur and amber eyes. And the cat, like, went back to the house. What? Which I think is crazy, because that goes with the spectral cats thing. Wow. This place would be so cool during Halloween and fall. I know. I couldn't even imagine. So, there were, obviously, YouTube videos and some paranormal investigations... And I tried to read a good amount of comments, too, to see if anyone would comment and say, you know, that they had experiences there. Somebody did comment on one of the YouTube videos and said that they had stayed there for five nights, and they definitely think it was haunted, and that they were shoved by something in Lizzie's room in the night, and they heard a man say something, but they couldn't totally hear what it was. And they just felt like there was a lot of energy there. Oh, my God. Uh, I'll put this video in the below, you know, the info, but one girl did an investigation there and it was really, really good. She actually stayed at the Lizzie Borden house all by herself. The only person. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm definitely watching this video later. Cause... It was really good. And she'd been a paranormal <sighs> investigator for 12 years. So she was like not easily spooked, but you could just tell throughout the video. Like it seemed like she just got increasingly more freaked out and like creeped out. I would not be able to sleep cause you don't have a TV radios, nothing, not new electronics. You would just be, I feel like every little sound being in there by yourself, I would think, what was that? I know. And she said that she heard a lot of walking above her at night. A lot of, yeah, it sounded like someone was walking above her. And it just felt like a lot of activity was going on. And she said that it kind of felt like it all happened right at once. It was like everything, like so much energy. She said that she saw light anomalies in her room, which seemed like little blue lights that would float kind of around or it would just go from one spot in the room to a different spot in the room and she said that it definitely wasn't like her vision or her eyes she could just tell that it was something in the room but she said that she said and afterwards after she stayed there that she didn't want to say anything about it because she didn't want to draw attention to it because she just felt like the energy there could really tell how she was feeling And she felt like there was a male presence there that was upset that she was the only one there alone. Oh my gosh, it was probably Mr. Borden. And it's super weird because she said that when she would stop live streaming or when she would put her guard down and kind of stop paying attention that the activity would increase and be heightened. Like it kind of knew that she was, I don't know, weak or something. But... She looked really creeped out in the video and definitely heard a lot of just, yeah, walking and other stuff throughout. So she actually considered sleeping in her car, like, (gasps) many, many times throughout the video. Aw, poor thing. Mm -hmm. Another random just YouTube comment was a mom who said that she took her son on a tour and he was kind of, like, creeped out, you know, but they didn't see anything or nothing specific happened to them. But when she got to the infamous couch, she asked the tour guide to take a picture of her on the couch. And when she went home to look at the picture, it was gone. 
Whoa. Like, it was just deleted, and she obviously didn't delete it. Oh, my God. Imagine showing your friends. You're like, oh, my God, guys, look. This is the couch where, like, he almost got beheaded. Look at me. And yeah, and they're it. like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no judgment. Like, I'm not saying I wouldn't take a picture. I'm not sure if I would. But it's funny showing your friends, like, guess whose couch this was. I know, right? Look where I was at last night. <laughs> so the last little story I'll tell is a couple stayed there. And their video was really cute. But they stayed overnight. I think their video was only eight months ago, so, you know, recent. And they said that they did the overnight night. They stayed in Mr. Borden's room. They said that they were up late with other guests, you know, just they were, like, chatting and stuff. But other guests had EDM readers, which is just, like, you know, energy readers of the room. Those things that beep, they kind of look like Ghostbusters. And when they were using them and they were talking about the murders, the readers started going off a lot, like when they would talk about it. And another guest invited her to come up, like come to her room because the girl who was taking the video, like was obviously documenting and the person had their EDM reader in their room on a little chair with stuffed animals. And it was just like continuously going off like crazy. What the hell? That's so creepy at being near the stuffed animals. I was just going to say, why the stuffed animals? I don't know. But the couple did stay up and ask questions late night, and it was just them two, and they were downstairs. And in one part, she says, if you're here, you know, just talking to the camera or talking to, like, that area. And when she said that, you can hear creaking and then shuffling. Like, it sounds like somebody's walking by. And then a man's voice. And you can't specifically tell what the man's saying, but it kind of just sounds like two syllables. And she said that they didn't hear it when it actually happened. They only heard that on the playback. Whoa. So it's definitely very much like a lot of energy. She also said that when her and her husband went to go to sleep, he fell asleep, but when she was like about, you know, on the cusp, of sleep, you know how it is, that she heard footsteps coming up the steps, and so she got up to listen, and she also heard whispering. She said she just heard, like, a lot of whispering. That just gave me the chills, like, something about hearing whispering outside your door, and you can't make out what they're saying. That freaks me out. Yeah, and it kept her up a bit in the night, so much so that she started filming again, just a little bit, and was like, I'm up, I can't sleep, because it was like walking and whispering. That's so creepy that basically everyone who stays there says that at night you're going to hear someone walking around. I know, right? And she she had a dress that was left in the room, it might have been like a remake of one of Lizzie's dresses. But she put the dress on a chair before they went to bed, and when she woke up, it was just on the floor. And she put that in the video, too. It was super creepy. Ew. For a minute, I thought you were going to say she put the dress on. I was like, oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) She said that she was actually woken up by what sounded like a doorbell, but the house didn't have a bell, so she thought, or a doorbell, so she thought that it kind of could have sounded like the piano playing, but she didn't know, and it was creepy, too. And then when she talked to other guests, other guests said that they had also had experiences and like everyone's experiences were around three or 4 a.m. 
And one person said that they heard what sounded like people partying outside, even though there obviously weren't. And another person said that they had brought their service dog, and their service dog woke up in the middle of the night growling at something. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Why would you bring your service dog into this situation? I have no idea. But other people have definitely gotten EVPs of what sounds like a man just talking. Mostly a man, I would say. It's, and it's on yeah on YouTube if you want to look. Oh That's my, my story. <laughs> that was really scary. I mean, it's sad because obviously, you know, there were these horrible, gruesome murders. But like you said, it's just crazy that there's so much energy because in actuality, there should only really be two ghosts. You know what I'm saying? Like typical ghosts because two people died there. But it seems like there's a lot more energy than just two people. Yeah, and there are definitely people who say that they didn't experience anything, so they don't believe it's haunted and all that stuff. But then, on the other hand, there are people who say it's, like, so potent with energy, so just go and find out for yourself. Yeah, maybe it just has something to do with the person, your openness to experiencing that. I mean, obviously, too, a lot of people are using tools that are, you know, like electromagnetic devices and things like that that you wouldn't really catch with just your naked eye or see or hear so I don't know maybe download that app if you're not experiencing yeah. anything and see download the app and take it for a spin well we certainly will need to go there one day that's for damn sure that is for sure and if you guys have been totally let us know how it was for you and what you think I want to see pictures that's for sure me too. Crazy little freaks staying in <laughs> Mr. Borden's room. Ooh, yeah, let us see that. Well, that was a good story, Jackie. I, I like that tale, not gonna lie. <laughs> Thanks, girl. I hope you guys liked it as well. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of Ooh, That's Creepy. We hope you guys are having a safe summer or a safe time wherever you are. Yeah, let us know if you're getting into any spookiness, seeing any good horror movies, anything like that. Definitely let us know. Come talk to us on Instagram. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast. Or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.